0: Where Murder Meets Mystery contains graphic and explicit content. Listener discretion is advised.
1: Hey cool friends, let's take a walk down the street where Murder Meets Mystery, a podcast exploring the murderous, the mysterious, and everything that lies beyond the beyond. I'm Marissa.
0: Hi Marissa, I'm Grace.
1: Hi Grace, nice to meet you.
0: (laughs) So nice to meet you on this pretty little podcast. I'm happy to be here.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm just so glad we have our first guest, which is you, and like so <laughs> thankful you were willing to come on. I'm just like channeling the energy that your student uh had when he <laughs> he told you that you're lucky I remember you because I have the memory of the goldfish. <laughs> so it that's what so that was. True. That's it's that bit. So
0: true. Yeah. <laughs> um
1: uh. well, welcome to episode 15, right? <laughs>
0: Yeah, I love the hesitation. It's okay. But I, it's yeah, I, ca- I can't
1: keep count. Yeah, I'm really <laughs> bad at counting, so um, not no, great right yeah. there.
0: Episode fifteen, um, super exciting. So naturally, for a huge milestone, fifteen. <laughs> I can't. Have you been watching the numbers on the on anchor? No, I haven't. No, how is it? Oh, I. <laughs> oh, because I haven't.
1: Oh, no. <laughs> Wait, it's probably I just... terrible. Let's not look
0: wait I'm why walking. that's so i know me too that's
1: so, that's <laughs> oh okay we're back to 50 unique listeners that's great oh, love that yes must um, have like a
0: bookmark girl five I plays I so far that fast
1: five plays so far on episode 14 that was released this morning oh,
0: we should, can do better right? let's it come amp <laughs> it
1: up the Lori vallow and diet love pass incident when we said cry for help go listen to it we have 31 viewers now or oh, listeners as opposed yeah. to 12 so that's great.
0: Shout oh, out to yeah, how- ghoul friends. Yeah, especially ghoul friends in Germany. Who the fuck is that? Hi.
1: <laughs> yeah, it shows our um country listeners. Yeah, we've yeah. gotten some new countries on there. I think South America's on there too.
0: Uh, or
1: South Africa is in there. I Belgium, was say, South America's continent.
0: That's okay. Right.
1: Well, you know what? Not
0: to start in the whole
1: history and ge-, ge geography <laughs> geography. Speaking, hello. Speaking
0: um, <laughs> speaking of fact checking, Marissa. I yeah. Go yeah, well, guess the fuck what what I have our first fact check big moment <gasps> someone called <laughs> you out uh done by me on me okay sure <laughs> self-offense got it and uh listen I fucked up ghoul friends okay so you know how way back when in episode 11 which if you haven't heard that episode go listen to it okay episode yeah. 11 and 12 I made the same mistake so I said that The late Joe Ryan, who was Lori Vallow's husband before Charles Vallow, I said that he was her second husband. And that's even the clever name I gave the chapter of episode 12 and everything, the second husband. That's not true. He was actually husband number three.
1: Oh, He was
0: husband number three. Husband number four was Charles Vallow. And Chad Daybell was fucking husband number five. Shut up. Yeah and she was only so like what
1: happened episode 30 something uh, i think sorry husband number four
0: so Is husband number four was charles valo and he was the one oh. who was shot by alex in their house in phoenix right, right right okay and joe ryan was the one who died supposedly of a heart attack and was dead for like a month before Lori told his sister annie Holy um crap like terrifying. terrible terrifying yeah
1: terrifying <laughs> yeah no, I yeah, agree. Terrifying. That's terrifying. Terrifying. Yeah. Oh,
0: uh. crap. Well, <laughs> thanks yeah. for
1: bringing us that fact-checked. I'm 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 sure yeah. the Ghoul friends appreciate it.
0: Yeah, listen, those of you who are listening and have, by some miracle, listened to 11, 12, and 15 now, I'm really, really grateful that you're still here. (laughs) Let's not forget about 13 and 14 in there. (laughs) And that you didn't say, well, I don't know. They might be hopping around. I don't know. True. But that you didn't listen to that and be like, oh, fuck these bitches. I'm off. Or at least me. Fuck this bitch. And you left me and Marissa.
1: Right, 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 (laughs) Absolutely.
0: Anyway, so I just wanted to clear the air.
1: You know? Yeah, no, thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. And I think we are taking it back to the Lori Vallow episodes in terms of having a two-parter. Is that correct? We
0: are, yes.
1: Okay, so cool friends. You know what that means. I go first this week. Yes. Just so we can keep it consistent. So that way Grace goes second and then she goes first next week. So it's a concise story if you're listening in order. Mm-hmm. So are you ready to hear Marissa's mystery?
0: I, I know I'm ready.
1: Okay. Well, ghoul friends, ready or not, here I come. Okay. And I'm going to be honest. Usually I, I finished my notes really early this week. So usually I they're a little more fresh in my brain. They're not. Um, and I was just on an hour-long meeting where everyone was really confused. So I had to do a lot of explaining. And I know I'm going to be doing a lot of explaining today with my case or mystery. And I'm a little nervous about the whole uh, – you know, getting words wrong and stumbling over myself, but it'll be a journey, and I'm so excited to have the cool friends along for the ride.
0: Listen, let's manifest a smooth ride with okay. no stumbles, no bumps. Why not? Throw yeah. it out there. Yeah. Okay, bunkless. you're right.
1: I'm gonna be driving in a Tesla today. No bumps. <laughs> Ooh, my I'm not gonna fuck be yeah! She's slow, got that autopilot. Yeah. autopilot. yeah. Autopilot. Let's go.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Jesus, take the wheel.
1: ready jesus wait i don't want to get copyrighted i don't think we will (laughs) because we're not big enough but uh and we're so we're so off key i don't think (laughs) they won't register they'd be like what song is
0: that
1: (laughs) i don't recognize that (laughs) that. oh and oh okay and my watch didn't understand it either (laughs) either. (laughs) okay um i didn't get it either queen okay (sighs) so Ghoul friends, today I will be covering a cryptid, one of the first cryptids I ever learned about. So I think back in the Mothman episode, I defined what a cryptid was, so Mm -hmm. I am not going to do that this episode. I'm going to say go listen to that episode if you want to know. And as we know here on Where Murder Meets Mystery and the Ghoul Friends, my affinity Mm -hmm. for these mysteries came from a show I watched growing up. Destination Truth with Josh Gates. Yes. Some say Superman was their childhood hero, but I say Josh Gates was mine. <laughs> I I just can't tell you how obsessed I was with the shows, and now that I'm thinking about it, I should probably go back and rewatch every episode, just so I can prep myself for any future cases. Why not? But the episode that introduced me to this cryptid first aired in 2007. So I'm going to guess I was around the age of 12 when I saw it, and obviously, you know, Things age like fine wine around here. (laughs) They age well. So the cryptid I want to talk to you about today is the chupacabra. Ooh. Do you have any idea what that is?
0: So when you first said it, I've definitely heard this before, and it's terrifying. I'm 90% sure I know what you're talking about. Second of all, when you first said it, I thought cucaracha like cockroach.
1: Like cucaracha. Like cucaracha. cucaracha. My voice is talking about a chupacabra. Okay.
0: <laughs> Ooh, the little it's, trill there. It's, you got it. That's the that rolled R for me.
1: Yeah. I mean, I am I'm not great at Spanish. I know like one phrase that I had to memorize for a high school exam and that's about it. So I'm not going to be trying to pronounce it.
0: Is it the one where the, you say sociable and gracious?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Can I do it really quick, girlfriends? Cool Leave mine. You won't mind. Just skip forward fifteen <laughs> seconds if you don't, if you if you're gonna get annoyed by this. Okay. F five, six, seven, eight. Hola, me llamo Marisa. Yo soy muy sociable. Mi familia. Yo soy no mis amigos, yo soy muy graciosa. <laughs> <laughs> and anytime anyone asks me if I'm bilingual, I just whip out that phrase and they're like, "Holy <laughs> shit, Fuck
0: yes, you are." And I'm like, "Yeah,
1: but oh I don't." My know my god, I do else. the same
0: thing. I have something from my college presentation memorized.
1: Yeah, I feel like that's what most people do, and everyone just kind of rolls with it, you know? Yeah. But if you couldn't guess already, the chupacabra is of Spanish descent and most commonly sighted in southwestern United States, Mexico, and Puerto Rico. Mm -hmm. Although sightings have gone as far north as Maine and as far south as Chile. Chile. I want to say Chile, but I also don't want to be like that dumb white bitch that's like Chile, you know? Yeah.
0: Oh, when you're in a Spanish... restaurant and you're like you're like yes I'll have a glass of water with lemon please and then some enchiladas
1: yeah or the tortillas yeah, yeah like Struga
0: and- just fucking barked over my joke and it was honestly rude <laughs> no she, she was laughing that's her
1: laugh oh oh girl Thanks yeah for she sport. loves you okay so the name chupacabra means goat sucker in Spanish so if you <laughs> it's not what you think Grace get your mind at the gutter huh it means the, – they call it that because it literally sucks the blood of goats. It eats chickens mm. and it destroys farm animals and pets whenever it gets the chance. Mm. Now, there are two kinds of chupacabras out there. There's a reptilian kind that kind of looks like a creepy alien with spikes going down its back and, like, scales all mm-hmm. over. Think of, like, a mini Godzilla kind of yeah. vibe. Mm-hmm. And obviously really many because Godzilla's huge. But um <laughs> that's a more rare-sighted kind. You know, people don't usually – talk about the chupacabra and think of that. The The one that most people talk about is this dog kind, which is the one that I grew up with and understood was the only kind. Um, yeah. So there's a new tiger beat quiz out, and it's which <laughs> chupacabra legend did you grow up with? I want to know, goal friends. Let me know if you've ever heard of the chupacabra and which one you are most familiar with, okay?
0: One of the questions is, it's your time of the month. Which chupacabra best <laughs> represents your mood? <laughs>
1: Scaly reptilian or feral dog?
0: Uh, Today I'm a feral dog girl. Dude,
1: I'm I'm a scaly reptilian. I have very dry (laughs) skin. I've had to moisturize a lot recently.
0: Oh my God, me too. I have my moisturizing gloves on right now with lotion.
1: Oh Mm -hmm. my gosh, I
0: need that. My knuckles are cracking off, but.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: (laughs) Pop off. Knuckles. (laughs) The
1: reptilian kind? The reptilian kind (laughs) is often seen in Puerto Rico and Latin America, where the dog version is mostly seen in the southwestern United States. And that's gonna be the one that i'm covering today right um the first attack of the chupacabra dates back to march of 1995 when eight sheep were discovered dead in puerto rico each of the eight sheep had three puncture wounds in the chest area where they were completely drained of their blood (gasps) though they didn't know what caused the attack at the time a few months later a townsfolk madeline tolentino Mm -hmm. became the first ever eyewitness to reportedly see the creature in her town of Kenovinas. Canover, sure. something sure. like that. Wow, yeah. And pu- in that the town, the puncture
0: wounds, the, the yes, blood draining, creepy. No, mm, mm, I mm.
1: and and you'd think like, okay, you see, a, um, for example, my brother and sister in law have chickens, and unfortunately, <laughs> they went from <laughs> that narrows it down. We live in country people, okay. <laughs> anyway, they have chickens, and they are free roaming chickens, okay. And But they have a fenced-in backyard, but obviously things get over the fence. And they've seen a hawk attack their chickens. They assume a fox got their last one. But their chickens, unfortunately, have dwindled <laughs> down to just a singular chicken. And so you think, okay, these are natural things coming after my livestock. But when you see three puncture holes, you got to start questioning that, you know? There's uh, got to be something else at play.
0: Listen, if you take nothing else away from this podcast... If you see puncture holes, run. Yeah. (laughs) Also, and anything. The reason I'm laughing so hard, Marissa. Yeah. Why? It's because I wish to God it was on a. It was on an old phone, but I have that. I wish I to God I had that voicemail from you of when the chicken got out (laughs) and you were house sitting. It literally was like (laughs) you started the phone call at 100. I. It was like crazy. And then I just heard.
1: Yes, fuck? I did take care of their chickens at one point in time. And I didn't realize they were free roaming at the time, which means like they know when it's time to go back in their, their, um, coop. Okay. The door is always oh. open for them. So they come out in during the day and go back in at night. They're, they're just knowledgeable like that. Okay. They understand. Right. Right. I didn't understand that. So I'm out there at four <laughs> o'clock before I go for a little happy hour and a dinner, trying to get them back in their coop. They are not listening. They are not going, um, um, I, I didn't want to pick them up because I didn't know which ones were vicious, which ones were nice. Because there were back then, you know, some that were like not, do not touch me, do not look at me. And some that were really nice. Um, so I was chasing them. I mean, and I called uh, our friend Samuel, who is, lives on a farm. And I was like, what do I do? Please help me. I'm chasing chickens. I feel like I'm Miley Cyrus on the Hannah Montana movie. I You know, it. like trying to collect the, the eggs and stuff. But instead, yes. I was trying to get them in their coop. Long story yes. short, they have an automatic door now that, Opens in the morning and shuts at night and they know when to go back in. Of course Um, they do. So, yeah. That is. Okay, Straga, that's not going
0: to (laughs) fall. It scared the shit out of me. Marissa, I was like, wow, I'm transported. The chicken noise. is. Yeah, (laughs) no. Straga, no.
1: Where's her bone? Let's give her a bone. Hang on. Okay. I just took her toy away like a bad mother, but Okay. So in Madeline Tolentino's town of Canovinas, where she was an eyewitness, um, coincidentally, over 150 livestock and pets were mysteriously killed. Mm. And by the end of 1995, the chupacabra was blamed for more than a thousand mysterious deaths of livestock and and pets, all which were caused by the same puncture wounds and blood loss, as I mentioned before. Yeah. Okay, and obviously with these mystery deaths uh, came eyewitnesses. So according to my favorite website, (laughs) cryptidsfandom.com, here's how a bunch of these witnesses described the chupacabras they saw. They say they're monkey-like with no tail, large oval glowing red eyes, gray skin, Mm -hmm. snake-like tongue, quills on the spine that may double as wings, fangs no more than five feet tall, hops around like a kangaroo, and leaves a sulfur smell wherever it goes. Those are all like, um, very different. <laughs> there's a lot of differing <laughs> descriptions of this cryptid.
0: I love but, the, like, the all is like, just super menacing, and then there's just this, like, but no more than five feet tall. Like, it's, yeah. it's not to be worried about.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's he's a short, or they're a short king. They're a short king, yeah. A short king. Really, what you call a guy that's no more than five feet or I no know, more than, know. you know, right? We yeah. love a short king on this app, podcast. Okay, it's okay, mm-hmm. it's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, maybe I—I'm not. <laughs> I don't want to be looking for the minutes. seven feet mothman. That's right. I mean, that's no, right. No, I'm yeah. not mothman. Yeah, we don't attract well. that energy. But the main one of that, you know. Even though there's all those descriptions, the main one is that dog-like creature that I previously mentioned for you. Um, right. And I want you to go, Grace, on the drive, um, underneath episode 15. Mm-hmm. Are we on episode 14? No, we're on episode 15. Episode Get MRS. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ooh. Wait. Oh, you're not supposed to see all of them, but you kind of see what I'm talking about. It looks like a dog, right? Kind of, yeah, sort of. Yeah, which one do you want me to look at?
0: I mean, I'm looking at all of them, I'll be honest. I don't know. I was supposed to
1: label them, to be honest, and I didn't. So just kind of say, okay, yes, it looks like a dog. Yeah, it just looks like a coyote or – like a hairless coyote. Ah, great description, Grace, and I'll mention that in the upcoming notes, okay? So – But it's not a coyote. Yeah, so police actually caught – what they think is the chupacabra on tape in 2008 in Texas and Texas is going to be the center of most of these sightings that I mentioned from now on. Um, and so I got us, well, they, they took a screen grab of that video and kind of plastered it everywhere. Mm
0: -hmm. And,
1: um, it shows the chupacabra running away from them. You see it. It's the dash cam footage picture you see mm-hmm.
0: it? Mm-hmm. And I it's do. got the side
1: profile view of the Chupacabra's face. And you can see it's got kind of like that long snout and pointed ears. And some oh, argue yeah. that this is just a pit bull mix. It must just be a pit bull mix. But hear me out. That doesn't look like a dog to me. It looks almost like a um, donkey or like a, a horse kind yeah, of it snout. Kind it's of. a thicker snout. It's a it's a longer, more rounded point ear than like a pointed ear. Um it definitely just doesn't look like a pit bull to me, and I'm a big dog girl,
0: so I, like, know the different Yeah, breeds, no, you know? not a pit bull, because pit bulls don't have that – their ears aren't that long. Like right. it, it looks more like – it looks like a coyote to me, or, like, a fox even.
1: Yeah, yeah, And there's no
0: way to tell, like, how big it is based on the, the right. video.
1: Now, yeah. a lot of the chupacabra encounters are just like this, some sort of blurry photo or weird video or – even downright hoaxes, but um, there was one sighting that actually led to bodies for scientists to analyze and figure out what exactly this creature might be. And one of the most famous and documented sightings with evidence was that of Phyllis Canyon. Now, Phyllis actually had that body to send to scientists, and most chupacabra encounters are just sightings. So okay. Phyllis was different. Phyllis had that hardcore evidence that she was able to say, let's figure this out. Hell She's a- yeah, yeah, we love Phyllis, Stan. Um, she's mm-hmm. a nature naturopathic doctor who also hunts and owns a ranch in South Central <clears throat> Texas. And in 2007, she says she witnessed the cryptid running through her pastures in broad daylight. She described it as a bony, hairless canine with blue-gray flesh. And soon after yeah. the sighting and in the following days, Phyllis and her husband found their chickens mutilated. So she knew that this... Creature she was seeing was probably the cause of their deaths. Their throats were cut open and drained of blood, similar to yes. the draining of blood as the previous encounters. They decided to try and set up cameras in hopes of catching this creature in the act, but they had no luck. Um, so they were just kind of left without answers for a while. But then a month later, they got a call from their neighbor who hit something with their car, and there was a strange uh. animal that lay dead in the middle of the road. So Phyllis rushed over to check it out. But as she pulled up on the scene, she was called again about another animal's dead body closer to their ranch. And she was like, all right, well, this one's close to my ranch trying to attack the chickens. You know what I mean? So I got to get back to my ranch. Let me speed over. She put the body. She she looked at it, but then she put it in the back of her tractor and took it to their ranch to try and figure out what it was, which I'm like – Are you sure that thing's dead? Like, I would not put that in the back of my tractor trailer, truck, or whatever. And, like, also, like, alien or something like that. I don't know. I just can't imagine picking up a body of an animal that I am not familiar with. Um, Or what if it's, like, some sort of creature we haven't discovered yet, and it's poisonous? Like, you know how they tell you to don't pick up seashells on this beach because some of them are, like, super poisonous to humans?
0: Oh, Totally. Wait, yeah, uh, no, so. I didn't know that. Wait, that's really <gasps> alarming.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's a conch. There's a conch shell. And I think it may only be on the coast of Australia, to be honest. Um, oh. But there's a conch shell that like <clears throat> could kill you in seconds.
0: Mm. So, yeah. Anyways. So, yeah. Mm, Phyllis it. took
1: photos of this creature and shared it around, and since then, they've actually done documentaries on this encounter on Nat Geo, the History Channel, Discovery, Animal Planet, basically all the big ones and so much more.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm.
1: Apparently in 2009 and 2010, a few more chupacabra carcasses popped up across Texas.
0: Mm. All of
1: the bodies were found, and I, I can't imagine it was a lot, um... They say a few, I don't know how many, but I can't imagine there's just all of a sudden 12 of these chupacabras out I mean, there a, without at any least answers. one. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And That's... that is a fact.
0: Wait, do you know that episode of SpongeBob where they're in no. the mattress store and SpongeBob is like, How many do you think there are? And Patrick goes, 12. Or something like that. That was a very good Patrick impression, though. It was like filled with mattresses, and he was like, I don't know, it was something like that, or like six. It was just like obviously not the very not. Yeah. It's giving 24, 25, 21. (laughs) Amazing. Uh, Um, That's today's vine reference yeah yeah we have one every episode that's our thing
1: right there yeah that's (laughs) our
0: thing annoying girls that (laughs)
1: just can't stop mentioning vine living in the past memories of it yeah Yeah. well you know (laughs) okay so uh eventually they got dna testing done on all of the carcasses okay and all of the results have been the same They've said they were mangy, sickly coyotes or dogs. And mangy, Ugh. that mange is exactly right. what you described earlier, Grace. It's hair loss. It's like terrible hair loss in these pets. Um, a right. lot of stray dogs end up having that and I guess coyotes as well. And it's um, like a fungal thing, right? It's like eczema. You got eczema? <laughs> yeah, I guess so, right? That's another one. I'm not vine. sure. Yeah, it is. that's I do love that's that one. kind of –
0: what it reminds me of. It's like, yeah. it, it kind of looks like where their skin is just really like... Dry, flaky, uh, patchy,
1: flaky. Yeah, patchy, loss of flaky. Hair. yeah, yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. However, Phyllis um, states, quote, I have now done DNA at five different universities. All of them came back identical. They do not match any animal in the archive, end quote. Hmm. But TSU, Texas State University, reports that the DNA was a complete match for a coyote. So Phyllis is so sure and intrigued mm. with what she found mm-hmm. um even if people don't necessarily believe her she thinks it was a chupacabra or not i mean she she goes back and forth a lot in these articles whether it is it isn't but at the end of the day what she did was she kept the body in her freezer and now has it taxidermied on display i <laughs> know i'm not sure if that's in her house <laughs> outside of the chicken coop or what to try and scare off people like a scarecrow but phyllis got that stuffed and ready to go. I mean Phyllis has seen it is, some shit. Yes, She's and, tough. Yeah, Phyllis she is. Hard. And if you open up the drive actually Grace, the very yeah. far right picture of someone holding a head, that's what she found.
0: Mhm.
1: Hm, which I don't know. I mean,
0: personally, you know, that is not like a crowded to me and I'll say it. I thought you said, <laughs> I thought you said she found it looks like a hog or something. Mhm. Mm-hmm. I thought you said she found she found it and, like, put it in the bed of her truck, so she cut its head off?
1: Yeah, so they did say she did... Uh, the head and the body were separate. So I don't know if that was uh, at the crime of the scene, or at the scene of the crime, or if it was later, or maybe done for testing. Um, But that's what she found. It's that kind of weird with what? the tongue sticking out, like it's a Gen Z posing for a
0: picture. You know how John Mulaney has that joke about his dog, Petunia?
1: Where no. he's saying,
0: like... That's funny.
1: I call my food baby Petunia whenever I bloat.
0: (laughs) Wait, really? That's hilarious. (laughs) That's such a good name. Yeah. (laughs) No, where she, he said that his dog is a French bulldog and he's like she's only three but she has the face of like a a French woman who's lived through world wars and is like smoking yes. a cigarette. <laughs> like yes. she's seen some shit. And that's yes. what I think of when I think of Phyllis now, that's how Phyllis, who Phyllis is. I'll tell you is She knows some shit. She, she does. knows some shit. Yeah, someone knows she's something, all, and Phyllis knows it all. Okay, she's she's give It's giving. You'll you'll see. You'll all see like that kind of energy. You know. Yes, what I mean? it yeah. is. And and mm-hmm. so she
1: says she's not sure if it is a chupacabra or some sort of Mexican wolf hybrid, but yeah. she said she's sure it's not some mangy coyote. Which I agree. If you look at that picture, that don't look like no yeah. coyote to me. I don't know. When yeah. I think of coyote, I think of like a smaller wolf. Am I thinking of that right? Yeah,
0: they look like wolves that have. Like, they look like dollar store wolves. Oh, she said what she said. Like, it's the Walmart version. They look, they look like wolves that you bought on Wish.com. Like Yes, that, that's a of. better description. Because so I was
1: going to say, I shop at Dollar Tree and Walmart, so. Wish.com um, wolves.
0: Yeah, that's good.
1: Like, you are expecting you to get a wolf, but you get a coyote. Yeah. Yeah. Next thing I yes. know, my dog gets killed by a coyote in her backyard. Oh fuck! Karma. Don't
0: even, don't no. even speak that into I'm existence. I'm not manifesting that. Okay. First of all, Struga could fucking take a coyote any day. That's right. So she, she,
1: <laughs> she
0: couldn't. Um,
1: she'll bark at it and then run. Like she gets so defensive and barks as if she's going to do something, but then realizes she can't and runs off with her tail tucked and yep. expresses her anal glands. So oh, that's always that's fun. fun.
0: I mean, same. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. What I, I mean. do when I'm scared. Yeah. Uh, I shit my pantser. That's me. (laughs) And she kind of is, so
1: it's on brand. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, To go back to the man, the myth, the legend, Josh Gates, it was Mm -hmm. in his first show, I believe the first season, Destination Truth, that he traveled to Chile and explored the possibilities of the chupacabra. In the episode, they investigate a bunch of old livestock deaths in a small town, and a zoologist there claims that there's an explanation for the killings. They say that it's actually just a local ferret that was going around and killing these goats. I'm sorry, ferret? Yeah, a ferret killing the goats. And I don't think that's – um, mm. like, when you think about, like, you know, they say critical thinking. They say, you know, use your logic. I'm going to use yeah. my logic here and say that's probably not the culprit.
0: A ferret. What the a fuck? Ferret. Those people are terrified of some shit, and they just are scared to say it out loud. That's yes. what's happening. Yes. That it's is – so- that's there's so much to unpack there (laughs) right and
1: (laughs) and guess what we're unpacking it's definitely not the ferret okay okay ferret did not make the trip okay because it's not the culprit it's just not so (laughs) the team then visits this guy who says he hit a chupacabra with his bus and actually has a chunk of the skin or hair i guess that he found on the front of his bus And then eventually the team sets up camp in the middle of the night to investigate the area, which is intriguing to me that it's at night. I'm not sure if they did that for dramatics or what, but (laughs) all of the sightings I've mentioned so far have been during the day. So I'm assuming this thing comes out during the day, you know?
0: Which is weird. Like, it gives big nocturnal energy, you know? Like, you totally would think that it'd be like feeding at night.
1: Right. But no, apparently all all the sightings that I've seen have, have happened during the day. Um... Unless these things
0: are not chupacabras and the real chupacabra comes out at night and we just haven't seen it. That's more likely to
1: me. True. Um, Yeah. Uh, They do the investigation and, of course, besides some noises in the bushes, don't find much. So they pack up and leave to get that hair that I mentioned earlier tested. The results came back as inconclusive and Mm. says that there was no result of mammalian dna on the hair which is basic i had to look that up i was like does that mean mammal which yes it does it does that's using your context clues there people okay
0: job
1: there was no hair that came from a mammal on that sample so that was really interesting to me um and in reality not a lot happened on that episode and i mean shows like that what can you really expect it it reminds me of like it's giving like you know ghost adventures and then his other show expedition unknown they're They're filmed in a set timeline of trying to capture evidence when in reality these sightings and evidence happen at different times more than in a singular night or weekend. So more often than not, they're not going to catch that evidence right then and there. But it's always a fun show to watch, so I highly recommend it. Mm. Mm -hmm. And whether or not these creatures are mangy coyotes, crossbreeds, or maybe a reptilic alien from another planet, the world may never know, but all I have to say is we constantly discover new species in the ocean, so I wouldn't count the chupacabra out for count. I wouldn't.
0: Yeah, my neighbor, just the other day I was talking to him and he called the ocean inner space, and I don't know if he coined that, in which case it's genius. But yeah. I was like,
1: wow. Instead of outer space, it's inner right. space. And yeah. the ocean – I
0: mean, the ocean's only – You talk to your neighbor a lot, huh? <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. You he went for, for a wood project too, right? He's – yeah, he's – which sounds really weird, doesn't it? <laughs> sounds suggestive. <laughs> yeah, I want to him no, for a wood Grace, project. It doesn't. No,
1: doesn't. You're, <laughs> you're the one that's thinking it.
0: <laughs> and no, wood he's... project
1: is woodworking, you know?
0: Yeah. It mm. is wood. <laughs> no, he's – No, he's like a super, he's a super sweet guy. He's a retiree. He just moved here from Brooklyn. And so he's, he's. Forget about it. Sopranos. Soprano shrug. Yeah. Um, No, but he he was talking, he was in the Navy. And so he's talking about, he's like, I'm a big nautical guy. I'm a big nautical guy. That's what he kept saying. Oh my gosh. I wonder if he's seen any of the TikTok UFOs that I've talked about that a lot of the Navy people experience. Oh, Maybe. You go up to him me. and you're like,
1: Have you seen the Tic Tac UFO? And he's like, Holy shit, never talk to me again. You're crazy.
0: Well, he tried to tell me about a conspiracy theory yesterday. He was like Okay. Um, he was like, You know that uh, volcanic eruption that happened in Tonga? Yeah, not a volcanic eruption. And he was kind of looking around it? like someone's listening and he said right. that they were someone was testing something off the coast of Tonga and it went awry oh. somehow. Like a and nuclear I was like, weapon? honestly, it kind of makes sense because yeah, if you out. see the yeah. pictures of that volcano, it's like half gone, and I'm oh, like, really, mm, yeah, like wow, volcanoes are another like,
1: I mean, that is like a seventh wonder of the world for me. It's yeah, volcanoes. All also,
0: I would not like put crazy. it. I would not put it past any government of any country to do that shit. Where the population of Tonga is like several hundred people. And so I'm like, yeah. you You don't think anyone's going to miss them. Like, that's the right. idea behind that's that, sad. if I had to guess. That's true.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, something I wanted to mention, too, really quick. I mean, that, that was Mercy's Mystery. People, if you couldn't understand, it's over. But um, <laughs> someone had mentioned along the line of one of my – I don't know, YouTube videos or articles that I was reading um, that they think that the chupacabra lives underground and then comes out when it's hungry. So because they're Mm. like, we can't find the habitats of any of these guys, but they think they live underground, which is interesting to me.
0: That's terrifying. Kind of similar
1: to like what you were saying with the nocturnal
0: part of the chupacabra
1: or or maybe they come out at night, but it seems like there's no place for them really. But Texas has had a lot of sightings in the mid-2000s,
0: so – I mean, I just feel bad for Mr. or Miss Chupacabra, who's coming yeah. out just to get some food, and then some guy hits them with a fucking bus. That seems unfair. Bus and car. You have to think about Phyllis's neighbor, too, if they hit one. And then they got Sister Phyllis chopping their fucking head off.
1: Yeah. Seems you never know what could happen.
0: You, know. you never know. You never know. <laughs> eh, you like, never know. That's how I end eh, every mystery. I'm like, know.
1: I mean, honestly, don't count it out for the count, you know? You never know.
0: Yeah, you know what the fuck. You never know.
1: Grace, I think I'm ready to hear
0: your case. Yeah, so today I thought I'd mix it up a little, uh, yeah. and talk about a murder. How
1: does that sound? Oh my gosh, that sounds so good. I'm so excited. I cannot wait
0: for this. I feel like usually we don't really cover these kinds of things, so it's awesome. <laughs> it's we're <laughs> it's spring chickens. This is new. This is new. No. So <laughs> this is another. This is another two parter, like we mentioned at the beginning of the episode and girlfriends yeah. she's a doozy okay okay and it's actually interesting that uh i mentioned lori vallo at the beginning because and to- i totally planned it all this way i made the mistake on purpose it wasn't actually okay. a mistake i just, right. just set it up right right no um in actuality it it's this case is eerily similar in my opinion to lori vallo okay, it's cool. very Like Mormon and parents being crazy and okay. So, our story begins with Michelle Summers, born January 15th, 1957, in Concord, California. Marissa, there are photos of Michelle on the (laughs) California, Alabama, Alaska, Arizona, Arkansas, California. That's where we are. Okay. Okay. The there should be a picture, just any of the pictures of her. The woman, cute, oh, yeah, beautiful. yeah, yeah. That's Michelle. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I said, born nineteen fifty-seven in Concord. Uh, she's beautiful, popular. She got good grades. She was involved in athletics, was a cheerleader and homecoming queen, and eventually wow. a beauty queen. She okay, was crowned Miss American. Concord. Mm-hmm. She was crowned Miss Concord in nineteen seventy-six, and uh, she's actually a uh, spoiler alert. She's actually the victim here. Um, but oh. I do want to say that uh, Lori Vala was also a beauty queen, so that was the first similarity that I thought was weird. Okay. Very uh, Michelle was devoted to her Mormon faith, and at just twenty Mormons, see so yeah, other similarity, and at just twenty-one sure. years old, <laughs> met Martin McNeil. So there's a okay. lot of Ms here. Martin McNeil, Michelle McNeil, Mormons, lots of Ms. Yeah. Keep up. Oh, you're Marissa. Okay. That's another M. Okay. Right. They met at a church singles event. Uh, there is a photo on the drive of the two. Martin yeah. is the sinister one in the uh, sweater. and Yeah, Michelle's, not
1: confirmation obviously. bias, not um, hindsight bias or whatever it is, but like, no, yeah, he, sinister. No, he just
0: looks sinister. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So the two got serious real quick, and after only a few months, eloped, okay? Though Michelle's yeah. family was surprised, they accepted the marriage because Michelle seemed happy. Michelle had always dreamed of becoming a mother, and in just five years, Martin and Michelle would have four children in five years. Wow. And later, they went on to adopt four more children from Ukraine. There's a photo of this very quiverful family on the drive. Okay. Okay. Yep. Got it. Michelle was known as a wonderful mother who was attentive and involved, and like I said, it had been her life's ambition to be a mom, so she was just living her best life, right? Yeah. Martin was a good dad to the eight children by all accounts. He was very involved in their activities. Onlookers couldn't help but notice, however, how vastly different Michelle and Martin were, like personality-wise. Michelle was very gentle and quiet, whereas Martin was very outgoing, loved to be the center of attention, and he would walk in a room and take it over. Just he had a very commanding presence. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah, yes totally relate on this one but that's yeah but yours that is weren't. in a fun
0: way his sure was different i think different vibe. but i
1: mean it is interesting because it seems like michelle if she was miss all american back in the day beauty yeah. queen popular cheerleader but you know i guess maybe too that she could have been more reserved but it surprises yeah. me that they were different in that regard
0: that's true i think i think that she i don't know i feel like that's the ideal couple is like one is very extroverted and one's yeah, more introverted and like a little quiet. Right, right 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 yeah yeah mm-hmm. uh so one of the most important things to know about martin is that he was a doctor and a lawyer and was very proud of that fact is that okay possible? in fact yep apparently in fact <laughs> he would never fucking shut up about it he loved to tell people that he was a doctor and a lawyer and would not let anyone forget it okay we all
1: know someone like that we yes. all know someone that won't shut up about something
0: yes yeah uh, according to Alexis and Rachel, the couple's oldest daughter, so they're biological children, everybody actually hated Martin, uh, Michelle's family included, Ooh. and the kids had to constantly defend and explain their father's behavior because he was just really, like, he gives me Donald Trump energy, like, just, like, oh. bragging and just, like, like, very in your face all the time, Okay, right? Yeah, I don't claim like, that. showboating, yeah. you know? Right. Um. Yeah. He was like, boats. boats. He, yeah. he <laughs> Boats, boats, boats. I'm <laughs> rewatching that show from the beginning. We rewatched it. And then we started how I met your father. Oh, I, I don't good. think it's as good. I watched the first episode and it was cute. Well, with it's every, kind of
1: every first episode, every first season, you got to give yeah. it time to marinate. Okay.
0: Yeah. I don't have the patience you do. I'm like, sure. I, I'm over it within if, in five minutes, I'm not in love with every single character I quit, which is why I never watch any TV show.
1: <laughs> That's hard. <laughs> and she's like, give me all the true crime docs. I love everyone. That's all I
0: watch. All I watch. Except Bob's Burgers. I do like that. Right. Okay. Oh my God, so good. Okay. So Michelle's family did not like Martin and Michelle together and tried to warn her about him. And they were seeing all these red flags that she was not seeing, namely with his shitty personality. <laughs> he was just kind of an asshole. Okay. Right. They said Martin was controlling and manipulative, and they had noticed several ways that he, like, lied about little things, and they just thought it was bizarre. Um, These problems with Martin's behavior actually got even worse when he turned 50. He became obsessed with his appearance, started going to tanning salons, working out constantly, even dropping to do push-ups mid-conversation.
1: Okay, okay, okay. It's giving pick-me energy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's giving the energy of one of my exes who will remain nameless. (laughs) but I know the name. (laughs) (laughs) No, literally just obsessed with working out, right? Very, very into it. So uh, some people, I think, including Michelle and her immediate family, like her children, thought this was like a midlife crisis. But it just kind of, after a while, she started to suspect that it wasn't just a midlife crisis and that maybe Martin was hiding something. Michelle started to think that Martin might be cheating on her because he's losing all this weight. He's like spending all this money, working out all the time. Yeah, totally. She consulted her oldest daughter, Alexis, who by then was an adult because Michelle and Martin are both in their 50s. Yeah. And the two obtained Martin's phone records because Alexis is a down bitch and said, say less. She was like, totally going to help. Okay. Which showed that he had called one number over and over and over again. A number listed to a woman named Gypsy Jillian Willis. Okay, remember Shut her. Shut up. Okay, she's important. Okay, I love the name Gypsy personally. Like I wanted
1: to name Striga. That's so bad, honestly. Mostly it's a because really, Stevie Nicks. Because of her song. It's Gypsy. a
0: really cute dog name. But I will say this: <laughs> Alexis is like telling the story, and she was like, honestly, when we saw the name, we thought it was a stripper.
1: Yeah. Okay. I get that. I get that. There's, it's a more, it's a more erotic name. It's a more it, it's uh, out scary. there name. Yeah. Um, which absolutely nothing wrong with strippers.
0: Sex work is work in my opinion. It's but totally true.
1: I a will perfect,
0: say. Um, perfect name for Strugga then because she's erotic and out there.
1: She <laughs> sure <right>. is. <laughs> um, I will say the name Gypsy, um, whenever it comes to humans, always tends to be and and no offense to any gypsies out there, maybe you're great, but like I just think of Gypsy Rose blankard <laughs> and and uh um, Oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm.
0: what mm-hmm. am I thinking
1: of? The classic case. what is it? GD. Yeah, Gypsy, Gypsy Rose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what I think of. So automatically I'm like, whoa, she's gonna kill her mother.
0: Yeah. But in I, reality, I saw it's just same like thing. the mistress. No, I th- yeah. Mm-hmm. She's okay. the other woman. I saw the same oh. thing. And I was like, immediately thought of Gypsy Rose. And I was like, oh my God, are these connected? And then I was like, well, that's not her name. So never mind. Right, right, right. Um, so Michelle confronts Martin, and he straight up admits that he's having an affair. He's like, yep, <gasps> no. you're absolutely right. You figured it out. But Martin doesn't stop there. And on this episode of Men are Trash, we're going to talk about the depravity of Martin McNeil because he just fucking sucks. Yeah, and I I'm going to get real angry. Shit. Yeah. You guys are going to see a side of me that you probably are not Except for the that are men
1: and that are
0: listening. No, no, no. Our ghoul friends don't count, I have yeah, to say. you're right. Although, you're right. you know, we never know. We don't know what you do outside of school. We don't know. Yeah. You don't know? do bad things. Listen, I he, you're going to see a side of me that you're, you've never seen before because I'm so angry about this one. I mean, okay. you've seen it, Marissa, But I'm so, so mad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so mad. So Martin doesn't stop here. He admits to the affair. But then begins to imply that this is something Michelle did, that she had let herself go and that she needed to make some physical changes to her face and body to keep Mm -hmm, him.
1: mm -hmm.
0: So I think what's so psychopathic about this, besides the fact that it's just a douchey thing to do and say, is that Martin, I think, in this moment is taking advantage of the fact that Michelle is so vulnerable and in that position that I don't wish on anybody ever to be in. Um, having, it's, it's happened to me. I just, I, I think that like that vulnerability that you feel and that rawness and like that, that there's like a level of desperation there where you're like in movies when someone's cheated on, they're just like, oh, fuck you. And they leave, but it's not that simple. Right. Right. When this when you love this person. And so I just hate that he preyed on that part of her because it's just shitty. So Martin somehow convinces her to get a full facelift. Okay. She's desperate to fix things with Martin, so she agrees to do it, but she's like, I'm going to do it a few months later because Alexis is going to be home. Alexis is in med school. Fucking clean. And she was like, she'll be, Alexis will be home for the summer, so I'll do it a few months from now. But Martin was adamant that she needed to get it sooner, not just sooner, within the next week. Okay? Okay. Normally... A plastic surgeon would divide a facelift into several different surgeries to avoid... I was going to say, it does not take that... It's not that quick. You can can also not get into surgery that quick, I assume. Right. Same thing. Yeah. So they usually break it up to avoid prolonged exposure to anesthesia because it's not safe to be under for that long. Um, Right. There are all kinds of complications that can arise from that, and... Martin is insistent that it has to be done all at once and because he was a doctor, the plastic surgeon agreed. Hesitantly, but agreed. Yeah. So, Michelle ended up being under anesthesia for almost nine hours for a facial surgery, which is not typical. Normal. Yeah. So, after the operation was successful, Martin told the doctor and he urged the surgeon, really, to prescribe many pain medications, including Percocet, Lortab, Valium, Ambien, and Phenergan. Oh, come on. So these all have something in common. They depress your central nervous system, meaning they impair judgment and your cognitive function. And you just, you're basically fucking stoned. Like that. that's the, it's like any pain medication, prescription pain medications. And the plastic surgeon testifies eventually and is like, I did not want to prescribe these medications to her, but because like if Martin had not been a physician, I would not have done it, but he yeah, like, he, he trusted his best doctor. judgment. Yeah. It was like doctor to doctor. He's like, oh, look, I, I'm going to prescribe it, but only because he's a doctor. Like he, he really he's trusted He's giving doctor death vibes. Right. And then Martin also has, you know, he has, he has big dick energy, but it's big doctor energy. He's like really into being a doctor. He's yeah. telling everyone he's a doctor. And from the beginning, we hear from everyone in Michelle's family that even though Martin was an asshole, they see why Michelle fell for him because he's so persuasive and such like a charmer and manipulative. You mean, I, yeah, yeah. yeah. I really believe that he is a sociopath or a psychopath or one of those things. I don't know. So, okay. So Martin's adamant that she get all these pain meds and the doctor said he would normally prescribe one or two, but never all at once. And he does not normally recommend that they be taken at the same time because it can be very dangerous. Because Martin was a doctor, he wrote the prescription for every single one of the medications. Alexis picks Michelle up after the operation because she's home on spring break. But she brings her mom home. And Martin says, I'm going to be home for the rest of the day so you can go home, Alexis. Like, I, I got it. Alexis is kind of hesitant, but she's like, okay, fine. Obviously, not suspecting her dad of anything, even though this was a douchey thing, she's not. She doesn't see get the sinister vibe like we did. (laughs) Uh, So, not high. Alexis goes home. Right next day, when Alexis arrives, Michelle is in a state that Alexis describes only as heavily sedated and very obviously medicated. So she goes to her dad and is like, "What the fuck? What the fuck's going on over here? What is going on?" Right, Martin claims. uh Martin claims that at one point during the night, Michelle threw up, and so he gave her more meds because he worried that she had thrown up her medication and that he okay. may have given her too much. Okay. He's like, maybe I gave her too much. He's a fucking doctor, remember. So right. another thing that's worth noting is that because of a, she had face, a facelift, so they, they're touching every part of your face in that surgery, Michelle yeah. had eye patches on, so she had no way to see what Martin was giving her. So she asks Alexis. She had to put full face. Right. So Alexis, you know, and she already is not trusting her husband because of the facelift, but also because of the cheating. Right. She's concerned. Yeah. And she's starting to think that maybe her family's concerns were right, like there was some merit to them. So she tells Alexis her concerns and she's like, hey, bring me all my medications. I want to feel them so I can recognize them by touch, which honestly is super smart. Yeah. So days pass. And Michelle's doing better. Alexis is spending more time there and monitoring the meds more closely. So I think that's a big part of it. Good. But she, you know, Michelle's really doing better. She still can't fully take care of herself. So one day Alexis is washing her mother's hair when her mom says, out of the blue, Alexis says, quote, if anything happens to me, make sure it wasn't dad, end quote. (sighs) Can you imagine the When you start saying
1: that, yeah, when you start saying that. Ugh. That is such a cause for concern because usually yeah. that, especially with spouses, I feel like yeah. is when they have that hunch, it's it's yeah. not it's not just a hunch. It's gut intuition. It's what right. Oprah calls gut intuition. Shout right. out Oprah. Um, yeah. and you have to listen to it. And it's not if anything happens to me. It's like you've got. Uh, it's so sad because I feel like a lot of this ends up like that. You know.
0: Yeah. Just when you side so note, when you said shout out Oprah, I thought of the mm-hmm. song "Billionaire" by Travi McCoy and Bruno Mars. Remember that song? Wait, yeah. You wanna be a billionaire? So yeah. Wait, when does he die. mention and Oprah? He goes, "What up, Oprah?" <laughs> that's what I think. oh yeah. <laughs> what up, Oprah? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's shout what out Bruno. Oh, I, yeah. uh, I love it. Okay. Anyway, mm-hmm. so yeah, make sure it wasn't dad. In early April, Alexis has to go back to school. She's really reluctant to leave. Um, and her medical school is hours away. I believe uh, like she had to take a plane there. So it's like far away, but her spring break was over. And even though what her mother had said, she did account some of that to being on drugs. So she was like, uh, I I don't know. Her mother seemed okay and was like in a good place and was recovering. So she wasn't going to need as many medications anyway. So her mom insists, no, Alexis, you go, I'm fine. Dad's going to take care of me only a short time after Alexis leaves. On April 11th, 2011, Martin McNeil leaves work around 9 a.m. Side note: Nobody ever explains why he's leaving work at 9 a.m. I was gonna say leaves work or leaves to go yeah. to work. Yeah. So okay. At first in the episode, they act like it totally is explained by the fact that he is going to pick up his daughter from school, but he picks her up at 11:15 a.m., Oop, which I'm like, gap. why? Yeah. Why is? Yep. And there's a huge gap there. Yes. So that is brought up later in the trial and is one of the biggest reasons why this case ends up being investigated as a homicide, because there's mm-hmm. a huge chunk of time that's not accounted for. Mm-hmm. So I, but I just thought it was strange that he's leaving work that early. I was just, it's just weird. I'm like, okay, so he was at work for what? An hour? Assuming he's right. working an average work day. Then again, he is a doctor. So maybe he's, he works like long hours. I don't yeah. know. Like oh, that's he true. The night or something. Yeah. I don't know. So. But who dropped Ada off? That's my only question. That's his daughter.
1: Who dropped her off? Then yeah, because it couldn't be the mom because she was all drugged
0: up. Right. So I hope not. I hope she's not operating a motor vehicle because, (laughs) anyway, so at eleven thirty-five, Martin and his daughter Ada come home, and Martin tells Ada go upstairs and check on mom. (gasps) Ada finds her mother. Ada was only like seven or eight based on the picture. What the hell? And you know what's so so sinister? What's so depraved about this whole thing is that he knew at that point that she was dead. And he sent his daughter up knowing she was dead. That's Oh, it's so fucked up. And Ada's not like a teenager or like an adult. Not that that would make it okay. But she's like a young child. Like enough where she's going to – but old enough to remember this her whole life. Like I think he knew what he was fucking doing. So Ada finds her mother, 50-year-old Michelle McNeil, unconscious and not breathing in a bathtub full of water. Shut up. Ada screams. Martin calls 911. Fuck. Let's talk about the 911 call, cool friends, because okay. it is bizarre, okay? Martin okay. seems mad, first of all. That's the first thing that strikes you as odd is, like, he's angry, and it's, like, who are you mad at, mm-hmm. sir? What's, right. what's going on here? He's right. yelling hysterically, not, like, sad or worried, but he's just, like, he sounds mad at dispatch. Like, I, I just, like, girl, He's got to calm down. I don't, I don't, yeah. you know. And uh, that's one thing, side note, that dispatchers always say on 911 calls is they're like, they're like, calm down, sir, calm down. I'm yeah. like, who the fuck that's- are you telling me <laughs> to calm down? My wife is dead. Right. True, 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 right? true. It's yeah. so weird. And that's like a common thing. I don't get that. So me either. the dispatcher tells Martin the ambulance is on the way and instructs him to not hang up, okay? At which yeah. point Martin hangs the fuck up. He hangs up Great. the phone. Great. So the dispatcher calls back, gets the address, and he gives them the wrong address. This kind oh, of great. reminds me of the Faith Hedgepath murder. Remember the mm-hmm, one um, mm-hmm. where the roommate Now solved. Didn't, yeah, the roommates claimed she didn't know the address and was like giving her, giving the dispatcher like she was like um I don't know I'm looking for it whatever and then gives yeah, her the wrong sus. address. Yeah. And we often see this with killers trying to delay the first responders. So it's like right. it's like a you know don't save her type of thing. Yeah. So Martin's yelling at dispatch. He goes, I'm a physician. I'm doing CPR. He hangs up again. The dispatcher calls back. And again, I think this is all to delay paramedics. Dispatch yeah. calls back again. And get this. Martin answers the phone, hello. Oh. Like Who the fuck do you
1: think it is? Hey, ma, is this my mom? You calling? Yeah, Yeah, no, it's obviously yeah,
0: right. He goes McNeil residence. Like, what the fuck? Who the fuck is he? Who?
1: I'm so mad. Speaking.
0: (laughs) Yeah, this is him. (laughs) No, literally, I, I'm like, what, (laughs) what the. So the dispatcher is, honestly, I've got to give it to her. She's acting like unfazed. I'd be like, you fucking killed her, didn't you? You asshole. Yeah, right, I know.
1: How do they not, you know, in these yeah. types of
0: situations? Oh, I'd I know. Be like,
1: Let me take note.
0: Oh, and the amount of confessions they get and stuff like that. Like, oh my gosh. Anyway, yeah. so she goes, do you know how to do CPR? And he goes, I'm doing it. And he, she Ooh. goes, okay, do not hang up. And he hangs up again. Ooh. The dispatcher calls back for a third time, at which point, she asks where his wife is. Like he mentions that she's in the bathtub and that she fell in the bathtub. That's what he says. But remember, the bathtub is filled with water. So right. Martin so tells did he departure. take her out. Yeah. So listen, that's my biggest thing, and I'm going to talk about all the things wrong with this story. Right. But Martin claims he cannot get her out of the bathtub. Mister Fitness fanatic cannot get sure. his wife out of the bathtub.
1: Mister. Drop and give me twenty every twenty minutes. Right, yeah,
0: literally. So he tells Ada to run next door and grab a neighbor for help. Ada find, runs next door, finds Heidi Johnson and her husband Doug Johnson, who go next door to help. Martin drains the water when Doug gets there. And yeah, he let and me Doug- find
1: the the tub. What do they call it? The clog or the um, mm-hmm. drain? Drain underneath mm-hmm. my dead body's wife and then pick it up
0: and my drain dead the body's
1: water. Wife. Sure my oh my god you know what i was hopeful <laughs> no, I for this episode meant, but <laughs> i you know yeah. i know
0: what you meant though like he reaches okay. under her supposedly yeah, like yeah like what and the fact that remember he said he was doing cpr like yeah it, with the tub full of water what right do you mean? that's
1: that's where i was like did he pull her out yeah right. exactly so
0: her husband heidi's husband doug johnson the next door neighbor works with martin to pull michelle out of the tub so this chain of events like i said raises a number of red flags and when this case is eventually investigated we're gonna all of these come up in trial so i'm gonna talk about okay, some of good. these number one w- we talked about the time gap martin left work at 9 a.m i'd like to know where the fuck he was between 9 a.m and 11:15. like right i like interrogation lamp in his face where the fuck were you right yeah
1: next time vlog your life on reels thank you <laughs>
0: literally what's up guys welcome back to my channel just murder my wife oh my god what the fuck okay so the 911 call is number 2 the 911 call all i can say is what the fuck he hangs up 3 times he gives the wrong address everything is wrong with this call he answers yeah. hello like i'm i'm worked up
1: i'm worked yeah. up
0: number 3 there's some dispute over how michelle was positioned when she was found so ada heidi johnson and doug johnson all claim that the, when they arrived on the scene the tub was full of water michelle was lying on her back with only her head out of the water everything else was submerged she was wearing a long sleeve black shirt but was naked from the waist down and get this doug and heidi recall the water being red Okay. (gasps) What? This has never been confirmed because remember, Martin drained the tub before first responders (gasps) arrived. I'm gonna throw up. So all of you ghoul friends out there, you have listened to enough of this shit and at least enough episodes of this podcast to know that like blood leaves behind evidence, right? That's like a pretty significant thing. But Martin And his manipulative ass is able to, and I I say this, like you, you've you heard me say, eventually the case is investigated. That's because at the beginning, it's ruled an accident. It's He's able to talk it, like talk himself out of it, which oh, when there's no. an accidental death, when someone dies of a heart attack or drowns in the bathtub or whatever, they don't collect evidence because there's nothing right, being investigated. Right, so right. even if she was covered in blood, we wouldn't know. Because she was prepped That's for burial. Terrifying. Literally, like, you have, we have no, I, no way of confirming that. But Ada, oh, Doug, yeah. and Heidi all say that the water was red. She was positioned on her back, whatever. Martin, get this, has a different account. He says Michelle was hanging over the edge of the tub, half in and half out of the water, as if she had slipped and fallen headfirst into the bathtub. What? So just picture, this is like a... Like, I'm going to talk more about the tub in a second, but, like, basically she's standing on the floor. Like, her feet are on the floor outside yeah. the tub, and she's leaning into the bathtub. Okay. Marissa, I put a picture of the bathtub on the drive. It's the one where the two oh. men are in court, and they're standing over the Wait, bathtub. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, see that? They actually yeah. brought a replica of the bathtub in for the trial. That's iconic. Because That's so have awesome. They didn't actual, the actual bathtub, but they brought in a replica, so the exact model of the tub.
1: But they as you can like, see, and here you see the bathtub. Right, literally.
0: So, like uh, wow. cool friends, the bathtub is one of those large jacuzzi style tubs that's in like a master bath. And usually those tubs are raised off the floor and set in tile, almost like a sink rests in a vanity, right? Yeah, yeah. So, good point. Usually you would need to take a step up to reach the bathtub. My conclusion being, how do you perform CPR when someone is not only not lying flat, but underwater? Like, I don't understand. It doesn't, the story's not adding up. Right. And anyone, anyone who's licensed in CPR would know that like, you're supposed to have the person laying flat down. Like, otherwise it's Mm -hmm. not, you can't have traction because chest compressions, you have to push really hard. And like, you can't get that traction if someone's in a bathtub full of water. It's just insane to me. And like, he claims that he had been doing CPR that entire time, which brings me to number five. Martin says several times he's doing, I'm doing it, right? He's yelling, I'm doing Mm -hmm. CPR. When paramedics arrive and begin CPR, water starts gushing out of Michelle's nose and mouth. This is indicative that CPR had not been performed or at least had not been done correctly which both of those are wrong because Martin's a doctor. And also he said he was performing CPR. So,
1: right. You know. So clearly
0: he didn't know what he was doing. Right. And like, like I said, again, the tub was full of water. His wife is slipping and sliding and floating. Like what the fuck? Right. How are right. you doing? that? Martin says he couldn't lift her out of the tub. That's number six, but he was obsessed with working out. Did pushups mid conversation. Every 20, give me 20. Right. Like he's right. Working out all the time. You're telling me you can't lift your fucking wife out of the tub. Like, yeah, Especially like that, the adrenaline, he, like how mothers lift cars off God kids. God forbid like. this was an accident
1: and he found her like right. that. He took it as an opportunity and he decided right. not to pick her up. He decided not to perform CPR correctly. He decided to hang up the phone. Right. You know, all those, all those things in my mind were conscious. and. Oh, you just gave me what chills, What is it? Marissa. Premeditated. Premeditated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He thought about this.
0: Mm-hmm. And either way, like when they eventually investigate it, like they're not – they argue it doesn't really matter how they killed her. Like they can prove intent and stuff like that. Like because of the medication, like all the, all the way back to the facelift. Like he had clearly been planning this for at least a month at least. Right. 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 So, you know, number seven, and this is the last one. I think this, like his behavior when the paramedics arrive is very bizarre. So you obviously can never predict how you're going to respond in a situation like that. But the paramedics arrive, and they describe Martin as frantic, which would be normal. But what's abnormal is, again, his anger. He takes periodic breaks of, like, hovering over the paramedics. That, I think, is typical behavior. Even though they have to clear him out of the room, he's Mm -hmm. watching, like, over them, right? And then he takes periodic breaks to leave the room and yell, and then comes back and yells seemingly at Michelle. The paramedics all testify, and they're like, yeah, I don't know who the fuck he was yelling at. Right. Okay, so I have a question.
1: Um, Yeah. So in my eyes, he's guilty, okay? And Mm -hmm. would he be angry because perhaps he was upset with how he handled previous things in the moment, such as the call, such as the CPR, and he's realizing he messed up his plan,
0: and that's why he's angry? Do we ever figure out why he's angry? Interesting. I think it's all an act. I think it's the same, I think it's the same, like, it's giving Chris Watts,
1: like, where he's on,
0: yeah, where he's on the, he's on the news, and he's, like, "Uh," he's, he's like, yeah, just, like, I don't know where they are, and, like, and, like, guys, if you can hear me, like, where are, you know, like, I think it's an act, I I think that he's, he's really putting on the charm and whatever, and we won't really know, like, how he, acted before the neighbors got here like ada you know she was young so she can't really give you that that reliable of an account but the neighbors are obviously so they said his behavior was weird and you know and then the water's fucking red which just i I can't even talk about that it's crazy so he's apparently yelling at michelle but like i said i think i think this is an act this is a, a method of manipulation he's saying why would you do this why did you have to get the surgery so he's like it seems like he's mad at her for getting the operation that he told her to get for sure. So everyone's just, you know, confused. So this all being said, this is ruled as an accidental drowning. And the ME declares that Michelle died of my myocarditis. I think I said that right. Inflammation of the heart that eventually resulted in cardiac arrest. Michelle was only 50 years old. Although she was known to have high cholesterol and high blood pressure which are, these are common afflictions at that age. Like, I think most people over 50 have either, one of those, yeah. or if not both, but yeah. at least in America, right? But was yeah. otherwise com- completely healthy, you know? Yeah. So the fact that she, you know, dropped out of a heart attack seemingly, like at, the, at, at, at 50, that's unusual. That is an unusual circumstance. So sure. Martin then has to tell his other kids that their mom died. So he calls Alexis uh, at medical school, which she had left the day before, right? So he calls Alexis to tell her that her mom fell in the bathtub and is not breathing, then hangs up the phone. That's it. That's all he says. What the fuck? Okay. This is her oldest daughter, their oldest child together, and that's how he tells her that her mother died. Okay. Alexis realizes immediately that her dad was involved because of what her mom told her. Right. Yep. And so she oh, drives. Wow. Oh she, my god! I forgot all about that. Yeah. So she drives the fuck oh. home. Right. The minute she arrives, she knows she has to count her mom's medication because she's like, "I need to know what the fuck <gasps> he gave." She's her. smart. She's she so smart. She's yeah. so smart. So she asks Martin where the pills are. He says, "I don't know. Check the garage. Whatever." Oh Obviously my god! The pills- I would. I would not
1: ask. Him. Well, I guess you have to ask him to figure out where it is. But yeah, because she didn't. Know. He would think that you would think
0: that you're sus. And I, but I also think that she was trying not to raise suspicion. And if he like walked in on her, rifling through drawers and stuff, he'd be like, he'd be alarmed. So obviously the pills are not in the garage. So Alexis comes back and what the fuck, dad? They're not in the garage. And Martin says, quote, Oh, that's right. I asked your brother's girlfriend to flush the medication down the toilet. It was making me sad to look at, end quote.
1: Brother's girlfriend? I would never, I would never. As the, as the, the girlfriend of the family i would never touch anyone's dead mother's right. things including medication new, 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 new.
0: and this is like no more than a day after michelle died like like i th- i'm pretty sure this is the same day like she drove up the same wow. day and was like so i guess the family came over when the paramedics had left and they were there to support martin whatever the fuck i don't know
1: okay. and the
0: girlfriend actually testifies in the trial and she just says he was so sad and he just he asked me to do what he did and I thought I was helping I'm sorry and just she was clearly remorseful about it and like of course it's got to make you sick right that's the only evidence that they fucking had so but whatever the medication is gone so even though Alexis is the only person Michelle told about her fear of Martin harming her all of Michelle's children family and friends they all doubt Martin's story they're like what the fuck right Martin says, fine, fuck all y'all, and decides to ban them from the funeral, which, by the way, he insists on having only three days after Michelle's death.
1: Wow. He wants to get her very
0: fast. Oh, yeah. I was actually surprised he didn't cremate her. I was a little surprised. Yeah, that's a good point. So he tells Michelle's friends and family, not, I think, as far as I know, her children were at the funeral, but, like, her sisters weren't allowed to go, her parents weren't allowed to go. What do you mean allowed? Like he literally said, you're not allowed to go to her funeral. He said that if they tried to show up at the funeral, he would call the police.
1: Wow, is that allowed? So, like,
0: <laughs> I, apparently, they can't even okay. grieve for their. Which I was a little surprised that the family was like, "Oh my god, okay, sure." It. Like that's so rude yeah. and whatever. But right. I'm like, I would show up, guns ablazing, fuck that, yeah, yeah, with yeah. police, yes, exactly. So. You're probably thinking that this makes Martin, I don't know, an asswipe, right? Ghoul friends, you're right. But I'm sorry to say that Martin McNeil does not stop there, not even close, okay? Great. And that's the end of part one.
1: (gasps) Oh, no. I'm I'm gearing up. I'm getting comfy in my chair, ready to hear what else he's up to. And you're living us with that cliffhanger.
0: Yeah. Damn,
1: Grace, that
0: I am like. I
1: I feel like I may have heard of this case, but I don't remember, obviously, if my goldfish memory, anything. So I'm really excited now. Yeah. And I'm so glad yeah. we're recording two days in a row. So I get to hear the rest of the case tomorrow.
0: Oh, it gets so much crazier. Like.
1: Oh, I can't wait. Grace, that was really good. <gasps> Thank
0: you. Yeah. school s- friends. I was, I was so relieved because I finished it on uh, Wednesday. And that was when I started editing. Um, Episode 13 or 14. And then yeah. I was like, I was like, okay, I think it needs to be a two parter because I had like eight pages and I was like, whoa, yeah. fuck. And then it was actually fine because I was like, oh, thank God. I don't have to do my notes for Saturday because I already did. It.
1: Yeah, that was good. Yeah, we're recording two days in a row for those of you who jumped.
0: Yes, no, it's yes, it's none
1: of yes. you should know, girlfriends. But um, no, that's a good point. Cause I saw you were done or you were starting your notes on Wednesday in the drive. And I was yeah. like, shit, I gotta start. I have to start. <laughs> and then I saw you you finished the episode that night. And I was like, oh my God, now I have to edit that. And so I I put me into gear, if you will, uh, um, to get how, all my notes I mean- done. So thank
0: you. But how the fuck do you think I feel? You always start your notes like five days ahead of time, even if you yeah, just a few Yeah, but I don't finish them until like
1: there. the day of, so that way it's like fresh in my brain, you know? <laughs> I know, but every um, time I so see you start the folder and I'm
0: like, fuck. I'm like, oh, damn it, well, I need girl, to get you know,
1: on. I love my organization or whatever. <laughs> but, girlfriends, <laughs> cool friends, thank you so much for sticking around and listening and not leaving
0: yes and and, <laughs> I know and, what else and not um and thank you for not calling me out on the lori Vallow thing thank you for allowing me to do it on my own yeah i appreciate it yeah
1: that. no yeah we have to do some self-discovery sometimes and figure yep. it out for ourselves um, yep
0: our first fact so, check that will certainly that. not be our last
1: <laughs> absolutely not we can guarantee you that much uh <laughs> we love you guys and grace so do you much. want to tell them where they could email us
0: Yes. Oh god, this never goes well. I always fuck up. <laughs> got it. You anyway, got it, you got it. Okay. Yes, we would love very much if you emailed us at where murder meets mystery at gmail.com. That's yeah. where murder meets mystery at gmail.com. and we yes, would love send to hear like your, your case suggestions. Yes, yeah. and also your fact checks. If you see mm-hmm. something wrong, and you're like these dumb bitches, don't leave. Don't log off. Don't unsubscribe. Whatever the fuck, educate send us. us. An email. Yeah, please enlighten yeah, us. We. Yeah, we're always down for continuing education, learning, advanced learning. (laughs) Advanced
1: Um, learning, yes. And follow us on social media. The only social media we have is Instagram, where murder meets mystery. And yeah, I think that's it. Stay tuned for episode 16.
0: Yes, we will see you then.
1: Legally drive with a license. (laughs)
0: Love you.
1: Love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.